Will you accept this rose? How is everybody doing? It is a Tuesday, November 16th, the, boy, I don't even know, 5th, 6th, 7th episode of Michelle's Bachelorette season just finished airing, and Joey is here as well. Joey, how you doing? I'm great. It's finally Minnesota week. Been waiting for this week ever since they filmed it in August. Oh, man. It has finally arrived. I waited every single day for this moment. Oh, my God. You you guys have no idea. There is nobody on the planet more excited for Minnesota. I'm not kidding. I don't believe there's anybody on the planet more excited for The Bachelorette to be airing in Minneapolis than you. You're more excited than Michelle. You're more excited than Michelle's family. You're more excited than the people on the show. You are more excited than anybody. If you guys could see him right now, Joey gets... He has these facial expressions where he gets giddy. That's the only way. Happy is not the right word. Excited is not the right word. It's like you take those two things and you just elevate it about five levels. That's where he's at right now. Joey, what about Minneapolis week just gets you? I mean, I don't get me wrong. I'm excited. I think it's very cool. I'm, I'm, I'm seeing, and I, and I figured it would be. I'm seeing these places that I'm familiar with. It's fun. It's exciting. But you are on a different level. <laughs> you are on a whole different plateau when it comes to the Minnesota episode. And I absolutely love it. I don't want that to be misinterpreted. I absolutely love your passion for Minneapolis and the fact that they're shooting here. What gets you so fired up about the fact that they're finally airing the Minneapolis episode? Minneapolis is oh on, oh my god, on the map. Oh Let's go! Oh my god! <laughs> Sorry, that wasn't very constructive. <laughs> no, it did not answer Could my it question. Contain it. Could no. it contain it? It didn't. I, I actually, <laughs> what, what I did, Joey, is I, I asked you a question, and instead of answering my question, you just started screaming aimlessly about <laughs> Minneapolis. <laughs> I asked you why you're excited about it, and you just went, "Minneapolis is on the map." <laughs> All right, <laughs> thanks. <laughs> Thanks. Great, great, great podcast partner. <laughs> really playing and really, really, really going with the flow there, Havlick. Um, uh, yeah. I, I mean. Yeah. I, I mean, it, it's kind of self-explanatory, yeah, but, you know. I mean, it's hard to fully put it into words, but. It, it, seems, man, to be, after... it seems to be something that you can't really put. <laughs> what is with you? It, it's just insane. Even while we're watching it, Joey's seeing these different little nuances, these different little locations. He's like, oh, that streetlight. I think I recognize that streetlight. I've seen that streetlight before. Oh, I think I've sat on that bench. That bench, dude, I'm pretty sure I've sat. I mean, he, <laughs> he didn't literally say those things, but he, he might as well. Oh, pretty much. I mean, there were definitely things like that that were said. <laughs> yeah, pre- pre- pretty pretty much. We were definitely um, looking 
uh, and analyzing that 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 episode with a with a with a fine tooth comb, we were we were really and it's like I just said, we were kind of looking at those kind of little details. Uh, and it is kind of cool to be like, hey, I've I've kind of I've gone on a run. We both talked about that that we're we're both runners, and we both um have, we go on runs, you know, around the Stone Arch Bridge and that area the whole time they were shooting around there. It's kind of cool, you know. You've ran that route fifty times, and now you see the Bachelorette, and you see it all kind of happening where you are uh, accustomed to 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 being, and you kind of have memories associated with those pe- with those places, and then you see them there. It's really cool. Um, I, I think it's very cool. I don't think it's nearly as cool as you do because I don't think there's anybody on the planet that thinks it's as cool as, as you do, like I said. Uh, we are back. It's, it's good to be back. That was our first break that, we, that we, we, we took. That was, the I think, the first episode where we did not do a podcast. And uh, we were a little bit busy, uh, but both of us were, as people know, obviously, this isn't, you know, what we we, we do this for fun. <laughs> I mean, if we were getting paid for this, trust me, I'd, I'd be doing that. Um, but, but, but it is a hobby. And Joey was busy because Joey is actually going to be moving. Am I right about that? I mean, I know I'm right about that, but Joey is going to be moving. And when I say moving, I don't mean he's moving from one apartment in Minneapolis to another one. He is moving to Scottsdale, Arizona, a huge move. Uh, Joey, what's led you to, to, to want to leave the city that you are so unbelievably passionate about? Based on what you just said, I would think it would take, it would take, I don't know what it would take to get you to move, but you're just, you're just ready to pack up your stuff, sell, sell everything you own. He's basically sold everything he owns. He has, he has uh, just about, uh, just about nothing to his name as he gets ready for this move. Uh, what's, uh, what's prompted this, Joey? Yeah. It is actually kind of funny. It's ironic um, that we're talking about this on Minnesota Week. Right. Because um, you're right. I mean, watching the episode, I was beaming that Minnesota and Minneapolis was painted in such an amazing light. Right. Um, not to tangent, but after everything Minneapolis has gone through, too, in the past year. Yeah. Um, yeah, just amazing to see um, it painted so well on the show, which is kind of a national spectacle, The Bachelor is. All right, might, might be getting a little carried okay. away there, but okay, it's a it's na- nationally televised program. <laughs> I don't know where the word spectacle comes from, but okay, but but yeah, no, I mean it's been an amazing thirty years here. Um, I do, but, you, you lived here your whole life, yeah, uh, yeah. Besides four four years in Iowa, go clones. Woo! Okay, yeah, that's right. Well, yeah, you went to college at Iowa State, but outside of that, yeah, yeah. But besides that, I mean, but yeah, it's been. Um, it's been a great 30 years here, but I just, it was just time to get, to try something new. Um, I love Minneapolis. I do love it here. Um, great friends and family and I kind of just have fallen in love with the city, but it was just time to try something new. I don't know. I feel like I've been kind of doing the same thing for a while now and, um, yeah, I just want to shake up and I knew a bunch of people moving down to Arizona and, um, I've always loved Arizona as well whenever I visited there. So, yeah, this felt like a great, great fit, and I'm ready to go on an adventure. So, yeah. well, good. That's good, Joey. I'm, I'm, I'm very, very happy for you. I kind of know what you mean. You know, just, just doing something uh, different, experiencing something new. I'm very happy for you. Obviously, very sad 
to 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 see you leave but uh, at the same time like i said i'm very very happy for you uh, what does that mean for bros in the break room? Now, that, that, that is the question on everybody's mind, right? Everybody is just on pins and needles wondering what's going to happen to bros in the break room. Uh, we're going to keep doing it. We're gonna, we have no idea. We have not researched it at all. We really haven't. Like, how, how do you do a podcast? Uh, how do you make a podcast work with two people who are not physically in the same room? I mean, most podcasts, especially with COVID, uh, you know, when we were in the midst of the, the real kind of intense lockdown you know but uh you know march april i mean everything was happening um virtually so i got to imagine it's pretty easy and you and me are going to be able to do it virtually i can't wait for our first episode (laughs) (laughs) when we're doing it virtually it's going to be such a nightmare it's going to be the worst episode we've ever recorded i cannot wait for it it's just going to be so many things i just already know it so many things are going to go wrong i'm not going to be able to hear you or something it's just going to be an absolutely painful uh first episode until we kind of get the uh, the kinks figured out but that's the plan right we're gonna we're gonna keep doing this thing right yeah, no, I want to as well. And it's funny because when I tell people that I'm moving, that's actually, I'm not even kidding. You might call my bluff. Yeah. But that's actually one of the first things they ask me. Really? Yeah, they say, how are you going to keep doing oh, I like to hear that. bros in the break room? And I'm like, wow, that's amazing. Have you listened? And like half time, they're like, well, well, no. <laughs> then why are they asking you? But, but I know then you... What? Do you, do you follow up and say, if you're not listening, then why on earth are you asking me? What, what's wrong with those people that, that, are, that are not listening to the podcast but are asking you if you're going to continue the podcast? I don't understand that at all. <laughs> well, that's nice. Shamelessly plug it. I say, well, right. you should listen to the podcast because it's great. Yeah. That's the thing that's so funny, though. I feel like people sometimes will be like, Joey, you should, you should have your own radio show. You'd be great. I'd be like, really? You think so? Would you listen? What? Well, no, but I think other people would. And you know what? As backhanded of a compliment as that is. It's very backhanded. It's a very, like, nothing comment. Like, what do you mean other people would? (laughs) Like, you're the only... I don't know. That's a preposterous statement. Uh, I'm glad that you're plugging the podcast to those people that are asking you about it and then um, going on to not listen to it. I'm glad that you're, <laughs> you're plugging it. And uh, hopefully hopefully they are tuning back in. But it's it's good to be back. We're at my apartment for a change. This is a little nice little change of scenery. We usually do this um, at Joey's apartment. Um, how was your weekend? Anything fun over the weekend? What, 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 what did we miss in the life of Joey Havlick? The life of... That, that's where we need that song. It is now time for an update on the life of Joey Havlick. Dun, 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 dun. And, then, and then I just want like explosions everywhere. I want I want it to turn into a Vin Diesel movie at that point. That's what I have envisioned. Uh, any, any Anything going on or, or just a lot of packing and getting ready for the move? Yeah. Like, like you said, my life has been craziness. Um, I sold everything I owned. Like you said, it was like a complete it was like an apartment sale i I mean i might as well just been heaving things off my balcony at that point (laughs) because i literally went on to facebook market and i sold seven things like my couch my bed a bunch of shelves my bike and you know what one got me the hardest what my grill i had this little tiny camping grill you love that grill i love that grill more than anything oh that that was that was that that one why'd you sell that um, because I can't have a girl in Arizona at my new apartment and like yeah. my car. So I'm not, I'm not taking a U-Haul or anything. I'm just driving my car, which is not big. 
No, it's not. Yeah, not You're big take at all. All of your stuff. Oh well, you have no. Well, I stuff. have no stuff. You have no stuff. <laughs> he literally has nothing that's bigger than like a, uh, like a box. You have no furniture. Yeah. Right. You yeah, have I have no. I have nothing. no furniture. I have. I have pretty much nothing to my name. Yeah. At this point, and it was, it was weird. My parents are like, "Is it weird?" Because at one point, last week, I had nothing in my apartment but a table that I was using for my desk and an air mattress, and. It was so weird because, like, I would look around and be like, I have nothing. I have no stuff. <laughs> it was so weird. Um, but, yeah, no, I'm just going to pack up whatever I can fit in my car, which is not a lot. No, it's not. And- <laughs> I love that. I absolutely love that. Yeah. I love that you're, yeah. you're you're moving. And instead of bringing all your stuff, you're like, I'm going to drive my car there. Whatever I fit in my car, I'm bringing. If I can't fit it in my car, I'm not going to bring it. Yeah. I'm going to prioritize what's important to me. It's crazy, too. If you throw something on Facebook Marketplace, it's like a scientific fact. You throw it on Facebook Marketplace, you get at least five responses no more than 30 seconds later. Like, Facebook Marketplace is one of the most lit up areas of the internet I've ever seen in my life. It's unbelievable, isn't it? Yeah, I I had no idea it was like that. I mean, yeah. Facebook Marketplace doesn't sleep, and I had no idea. <laughs> I, know. I mean, I, I mean, know. I and, and I literally mean it doesn't sleep. I put my couch on there. I think you were there. It was on a Tuesday night, and we were doing batch. I put it on at 10:30 p.m. by the next morning, morning meaning like 8 a.m. when I woke up. Yeah. I literally had I think 30 messages from 8:30 p.m. to 8 a.m. all through the night. Uh, people were messaging me at like 4:30 in the morning. I'm like, "What are you doing? Like, what are you doing with sleep. your life? Sleep. <laughs> Go to bed. Sleep. There's more important Rest. things than trying to buy the couch. My couch will be there in the morning. Well, <laughs> yeah. maybe not though. Yeah, I don't know. No kidding. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, it's it, it's insane. Uh, well, good for you, Joey. That's that's uh, super exciting stuff. Uh, as we said, Bros in the Break Room is going to continue uh, to move on. Uh, if anybody knows how to do a podcast without the two people physically being there, uh, let me know. That'll save me a Google search and trying to figure that out on my own because like I said I've done absolutely no research on it I'm just assuming it's going to be easy I don't really know if it is or not and like I said I really can't wait for that uh that first episode <laughs> when we're <laughs> when we're both doing it virtually it's going to be terrible it it's gonna going be so to bad. be so bad an absolute train wreck <laughs> oh it's going to be so bad you know it's going to be really different too I think yeah. you know because it's different there's like a different chemistry when two people are there in person you know are we going to lose all of that chemistry is all that chemistry just going to go by it's going to be an absolutely unlistenable experience for everybody Everybody. I I think we're I think we'll get it. I uh, think we you, got you think it. we'll figure it I out. I think we got it. We'll right. see. We'll find out. <laughs> we, we we will find out. And yeah, everybody on bated breath to see will bros in the break room still be good after Joey leaves and they do it virtually. Very well may not be, but we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna see what happens. Will it still be good? Dun 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 dun. <laughs> yeah. There isn't even good right now is the real question, but yeah. Um okay, Joey, um we missed a couple episodes, so we're gonna go back. Uh we're we're gonna talk about the episode we missed as well. I, I'm just gonna kind of go through it quickly because I do want to talk about the episode in uh Minneapolis mainly. Um, Joey, here's my first question for you. After watching both of these episodes, what are your thoughts on the, the, the group of guys that we have? How now let me you the, you are the bachelor expert, I am not. How does this group of guys compare to other groups of guys that you've seen on the bachelor at? Um, in terms of like the level of quality, like in, in terms of, you know, their dateability, you know, if they, they seeming like good guys that you would want to date, not necessarily their entertainment value, but more so like their, again, kind of like dateability and like what they kind of seem like as people. What are your thoughts on this squad that we have? Yeah. I mean, it's a good question. I know a lot of times a common critique of the show is, 
oh, it's a bad group of guys or, oh, it's a bad group of girls. But honestly, I really think. Oh, it's a bad group. It's it's, it's, a, a, bad it's group. a bad group it's of guys. A, it, it just is. I'm sorry, but it really is. And we kick things off with the episode we missed. We're going, we're going back, not this episode, but the episode before that we haven't talked about yet. Um, we start, that episode got kicked off with Martin. AKA Frosted Tips, who got the one-on-one. Now, I thought there were like nine Frosted Tips guys. I think there were only like three, maybe, and I think that the rest of them are out. There's only one Frosted Tips guys left, and his name is Martin. Um, they went on a drifting date. Joey, I, I just want to ask you about Martin right away, because I know that you have some uh, uh, opinions about a Martin. What were your thoughts on Martin during his date with Michelle? Martin, man, there have been some bad contestants <laughs> in the past, but Martin redefines bad bachelor contestant. I mean, I, I know I exaggerate and go over the top a lot of the time, yeah. but I can with confidence say Martin is the worst contestant I have ever seen on the show. Um Normally, I would call you out. Normally, right now, Joey, I would say you are you are going way over the top. This is a total Joey exaggeration. I have to agree with you here. I It felt to me like the entire day they were doing some drifting date. Here's the one way I would explain their date. Job interview. It, you ever been on a job interview date? You go on a first date, and it's just you're not hitting it. You're not really enjoying yourself because you feel the need to just kind of you're just kind of saying like the the most the kind of quote unquote right thing to say you're not really freely speaking your mind and being yourself that's kind of the way I thought of things with Martin it just seemed so stiff it seemed like I said very job interviewee it felt like they were just grasping at nothing during that interview Martin felt very kind of nervous about things and then Martin starts giving his opinion about Jamie you remember that? Martin starts talking about, he's like, yeah, you know, and, and because Michelle felt very, very hurt by Jamie. She left, she sent Jamie packing, and she was not happy with Jamie, okay? So a one-way ticket out of the Bachelorette, as far as my eyes could see, would be to stand up for Jamie. To Standing up for Jamie seems like the worst thing somebody could possibly do on this show and that's exactly where Martin went with it he immediately said yeah you know I always thought Jamie was a really great guy you know and it, and it's like he's 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 saying you made the wrong decision you should not have gotten rid of Jamie is kind of what he's what what he's kind of indirectly saying and Michelle asked him that point blank he said so Michelle said so do you think I made the wrong decision in sending Jamie home and then Martin does the whole well that's not my thing to, that's not my place to say right that's your place to say that's not my place to say which is again him basically saying yes to me that's basically him confirming that that, what what Joey what the hell is he doing why is he talking about Jamie the one person you should not talk about on your one-on-one date is Jamie why would he bring that up what's wrong with this guy yeah it's almost like he wanted to get kicked off the show I agree with you I mean if I could sum I could sum up his date in one word cringe I mean cringe yeah. I mean I mean from out of the gates I don't know if you remember this because it was last episode but he came out and before anything happened, any words or exchange or anything, he went straight in for the kiss. 
what are you doing? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I saw what him do that too. What are you doing? <laughs> I, I was cringing so hard <laughs> when that happened. I mean, I literally was like, oh. And you could tell she did not want to kiss him at all. I mean, the thing is, and that just set the tone. But then going through the whole date, I agree with you. It was like he was quizzing her or something or playing Jedi mind tricks. It was like yeah. he literally, oh, there were times where I'm like, what are you talking about? Right. And you could read her facial expression and she was thinking the same thing. She's like, what is this? This is so weird. I have to talk about his clothes too. I just, I'm, I'm sorry. No, normally I don't get into this kind of stuff, but he wears, he rocks the sleeveless flannel shirt on the date. He's got the sleeveless flannel shirt. He literally looked like he was auditioning to be in a country cover band. Like, if he would have shown up to a Bourbon Creek audition like that, I would have been like, right on. You look the part. That's exactly what we want. Showing up to a date like that is questionable, but I get that that's his style. You know what? what, what whatever. I'm, I'm not going to knock the guy for his style, even though I kind of am. Uh, wasn't a fan of the, the, the sleeveless flannel shirt. He also mentioned, he said to her these two things. He said, I'm bad at communicating. He said that. He said, yeah, I'm not great at communicating. You know, I'm trying to get better at it. That's why when he was kind of in the midst of standing up for Jamie and she was kind of drilling him about it, which Michelle's been awesome, hasn't she? She really does drill the guys when they say questionable things. Uh, he said he's bad at showing emotion as well. He said he doesn't cry. He said he's bad at showing emotion and he doesn't cry. And I'm thinking to myself, this guy's not going to get a roast. Because Michelle has not seemed, again, I'm only you know being shown what I'm, what I'm seeing, I don't really know, but it didn't seem like Michelle was enjoying herself. Like I said, it felt very job interviewee. It felt very forced to me. He said he's bad at communicating. He's bad at showing emotion. He gave his opinion about Jamie. Um, and then he actually, this is the same guy now in this episode who proceeded to say, what, what did he say that really seemed to turn Michelle off? He said that women in Miami are very high maintenance, is what he said. And Michelle immediately drilled him about that. Do you remember that? You're giving me a blank face. Maybe you... Was Are you talking about on their initial date or just in the episode we just saw? The episode we just oh, saw. Oh, okay. okay. I'm just tying this into the episode we just saw. Okay. Now. Yes, yes. Martin said that there were women in Miami who are high maintenance. That really rubbed Michelle the wrong way. She's like, what is a high maintenance woman? What does that mean? And Martin was like, well, it's a woman who does everything for you or something. It's a woman who asks the guy to do everything for them. And then um, Michelle kind of asked, well, what is a high maintenance man then? And then Martin seemed to I, I don't know exactly what happened but it seemed that martin was was making it sound like women are more high maintenance than men i think is kind of the way that it, it seemed as martin was making it seem like women are high maintenance and men are usually not is kind of the way that that it was interpreted based on what i saw and so i'm thinking to myself this martin guy why would she keep this martin guy around he's done nothing he's give, brought absolutely nothing to the table and he's just continued to do questionable things and say questionable things. He got a rose on his date, and then he got a rose in this most recent episode. Do we have, is there something, what's going on with this Martin guy? Is there something I'm not seeing that they're not airing? Is Martin a producer pick for some reason, even though he's super on, he's not entertaining, you know, on TV. So I can't imagine he's a producer pick. What the hell is this guy still doing on my screen? <laughs> what's going on? Yeah, I mean, <clears throat> I think Martin, what he even said was he's like, well, I, I don't want to be like the, all the rest of the guys. I'm going to try to do things to, to stand out. And I was like, okay, 
but it's so funny the things he's chosen, right? In the in your date, or in the, excuse me, in the in the first date, uh, when you referenced it, he said, "I don't cry," and it's funny because he was like, "Oh yeah, yeah, I'm a man." I don't cry. And he thought it was a slam dunk. He literally <laughs> thought he was like literally LeBron James slamming it, slam dunk. And I'm like, dude, you are digging yourself a grave. Is that the way he said it? I don't really remember yeah, him yeah, he's, saying, he's I like, don't cry like, and well, thinking it was like a yeah, real masculine yeah. move. No, he did. That's how I interpreted it. He's like, well, I don't cry. And then Michelle's face just dropped. And she's like, what? And then the same yeah. thing with the high maintenance thing. He's like, yeah. I'm gonna say this. This is unique. This is kind of kind of putting her on the spot. Yeah, girls, girls are high maintenance. I and mean, again, I think he thought he had a slam dunk. He did not think he had a slam. This guy he, thinks he's LeBron James. He does not think he's LeBron. He knew he screwed up with the high maintenance thing. I think that he knew he was walking into a trap there because he did not explain himself well at all. It's not really a good thing to bring up. You know, he's bringing up the fact Michelle's. Um, low maintenance, which, you know, is a compliment. But then, yeah, to talk about, you know, I've dated women who are high maintenance, kind of bringing up women as high maintenance is not really a direction that you want to go with Michelle, we learned. Um, But, yeah, I mean, I want to rip the guy, and I am ripping the guy, but at the same time, he's getting roses. He's got roses on his chest. So do we have something here with Martin, or is he an axe man next episode? Martin? is on borrowed time. Yeah. If you look up borrowed time in the dictionary, you are going to find Martin from The Bachelor. Martin from The Bachelor. I mean, that guy, seriously, I, I just, I, I think he said it. He said this, and I agree with him. He's like, well, I'm just trying to be different. Like, right? That's what he said when he was explaining to the guys yeah. what he meant by the high-maintenance comment. He's like, well, I'm out there being different, and he it's, is. It's so plans Carl. He is. Yeah. It is like plans Carl. But different isn't always good, necessarily. And the thing is, is it, though? Because he got a rose. So, like, I don't know. I yeah. mean, I mean, I, I honestly think he's playing Jedi mind tricks. Like, I think he's trying to be, like, mysterious and, like, oh, yeah, I'm Mysterious Martin. I mean, that's his nickname, Mysterious Martin. Mysterious Martin. But he's not to me. He's not mis- I don't find him yeah. mysterious. I just, I just find him to be just, uh, just, a, just a complete flop. I find him to, to be a complete flop of a contestant. I'm not interested in him when he's on screen. Um, yeah, I don't know about Martin, but apparently he's getting roses. We'll see what happens. Joey and I are very, very skeptical of a Martin, and uh, I, I don't think that he's the right guy for Michelle at all, but I guess we'll see what happens. Yeah, I, I agree, and, and circling back to the, the group of guys, I think a lot of the guys are very clearly not contenders, which is a bummer because it makes the show a lot less interesting when you just have a bunch of guys that are clearly not in the running. Um, to me, there's only two guys yeah. that are in the running. To me, there. I, I mean, I would say Clayton. I would maybe? say three, with including Clayton. including Clayton. So you have Clayton, Nate, and Joe. Yeah, I would agree with that. Outside of that, no idea. Outside of that, we we have it is Scrub Island out there. Out, outside of that, except for what's his name, Oli. I kind of like him. Yeah, o- Oli, Oli, solid, solid. I mean, I would say your your, your next kind of couple are Oli, Brandon. Don't like him. Uh, what was the other guy's name? Raymond. Wait, did I screw it up again? Uh, I, I think it's I not did. Raymond. No, yeah, it's not Raymond. It, Rod- Rodney. Rodney. Why, Rodney. Why I don't know. Raymond? I don't know why I keep saying thing of Raymond. Raymond. For some reason, just Rodney just 
I don't know. He seems like a Raymond to me. No, I know. When you Ra- say Raymond, I, know, I think you're Raymond. right. Yeah, yeah no, you're Rodney. Not, yeah. yeah. Anyways, I think those are probably the next three after the top three, but it's, yeah, yeah I don't know. And then, like, all, anyone else for sure is not even even in the same stratosphere. As, uh, yeah, yeah, not no, close. No, I, I, I would agree. I only really see a few guys here on the on the, the top of the uh, the top of the mountain. Um, and then we move into the group date, which is the slumber party date. Uh, and as soon as the slumber party date starts, the dudes immediately just start broing down. They immediately just start broing down with each other. They have no interest really in like talking to Michelle or getting Michelle involved. They immediately just they start playing with the teddy bears. They're making cotton candy. They're sitting there with their feet in a jacuzzi. It actually looked like a great date. I'm not going to lie. They're just, they got their feet in their jacuzzi. One guy came up with the idea. I think it might have been Oli. He came up with the idea of, hey, I'm going to take my shirt off. Everybody punch me as hard as you can in the abs, and I'm going to prove to you that it doesn't hurt. <laughs> That's what they were doing. Like, they were just punching him as hard as they could. And then they were going to play Duck, Duck, Goose. They we're gonna play duck duck goose. Like what what and I'm and I'm I, I I get let me put it this way. This is so different than what I'm used to seeing. This is why I, I kind of want the bachelor again. Because with the bachelorette, I find it's like this. The dudes will just kind of bro down with each other. They're all kind of friends. I've never seen anything like this because when you get to this part of the show and you get this deep into it, time is of the essence. All the guys seem to want to do, or all the girls want to do, if you're on the, the Bachelor version of the show, is is spend as much time with the lead as possible. And this date, it was the exact opposite. And Michelle kind of said, Michelle made no, no uh, she did not make things very, uh, uh, she, did, she was not very shy about the fact that she felt unseen and she felt invisible and ignored by the guys during that day. And she almost got to the point where, where she started crying. Um, what were your thoughts on that slumber party date and the fact that the dudes were all just kind of broing down with each other <laughs> and not really paying attention to Michelle? Yeah, I mean... Ha- have you seen that before? I haven't, and I thought it was I thought it was kind of weird. But yeah, I, I get not- that that's kind of more of a bachelorette thing than the bachelor, I, w- I would say. Yeah, I've never seen it quite on that level before so i am wondering if like it was even kind of a producer plant i was kind of wondering that like to create just some kind of like easy quick drama where like the producers were like hey guys just like kind of all hang out together i don't i don't know it seems weird it does but it, but, but i mean <laughs> these guys are good these bachelor producers you can't really put anything past them yeah <laughs> that it been so funny if when they were like let's play duck duck goose and michelle comes running into the middle no in minnesota it's duck duck gray duck yeah she's like no guys it's duck duck gray duck we're in minnesota now no they weren't in minnesota at this point but yes it's duck duck gray duck and also what the hell are you guys doing pay attention to me i'm the bachelorette don't play duck duck goose they were all acting like they were acting like five-year-olds basically they were all acting like five-year-olds uh, I thought it, I thought it was like I said I just haven't really seen anything like it before but you know whatever and then they did the teddy bear takedown which God, I mean how uncreative I mean this is America on its knees the teddy bear takedown America on its knees the bachelor producers don't know what to do we're out of ideas let's give them a couple teddy bears let them just whack each other with the teddy bears um, Michelle then kind of explained how she felt uh, with the, the the rest of the guys and the fact that she felt ignored I think the guys were pretty understanding considering they didn't really give her much attention thought on the thoughts on the uh, the teddy bear takedown 
uh, and how unwatchable that was. Yeah, I imagine that it kind of at this point, when, especially when they're just like confined to like Los Angeles, they kind of are just like, all right, they have like all these like they have like these packets like they sit there and the producers do and they're like, all right, what dates can we do? And they have like shells of dates and then they just use them. They're like, oh, yeah, let's do shell number seven. And then they just are like, <laughs> right. oh, yeah, that's like that's like the uh, the the wrestling one shell. OK, yeah. OK, um, we already did like. Last time, remember we did like, oh yeah, like uh, match or superhero, like you know, whatever mass. I uh, can't do that one. Oh yeah, let's do. Oh, let's just do teddy bear. Take te- teddy bear takedown. Oh yeah, that looks good. And then all the all America cries. Right, I just so bad. They cringe and cry. It's it's so uh, bad. It's I didn't even really think it was cringe worthy. It's just like I'm just watching dudes whack each other with teddy bears. I actually had to think to myself, what am I doing with my life right now? I'm sitting here watching grown men whack each other with teddy bears. This is how I'm spending my free time. I'm watching dudes whack each other with teddy bears. It was awful. It was terrible. It reminded me of the Matt Matt James date where they did boxing. They had all the chicks box. Kind of similar to that, you know, but just... And I thought that was a horrible date. I thought this was even worse. I don't know. Whatever. You got to kill time. You got to do what you got to do. I'll give him a pass, even though I felt like an idiot while I was watching it. So I was just like, what am I doing with my life? I know. I, I mean, I can't agree more. I mean, yeah, I, I agree. I was like, I have spent too much time watching this show recently. When you when you put Katie's season <laughs> yeah. back-to-back with Bachelor in Paradise, back-to-back with Michelle's season. <laughs> yeah. Like, I've literally clocked a lot of Bachelor <laughs> recently. I agree with you. I had a what am I doing with my life moment <laughs> yeah. when I was watching the teddy bear takedown. I agree with that. Yeah, thankfully it didn't go, it didn't go on for too long. And but, then they, they moved on. Yeah, go ahead, Joe. Yeah, I was going to say, I don't blame Michelle, though, um, for being frustrated. I mean, come on, guys. You are on national TV, and um, whether maybe it was partially producer-driven or not, you gotta like you, you gotta know why you're there. Right? Well, don't you want to spend yeah, time? Yeah, with I know, her? and yeah, I mean, you, yeah, that's that, what I that's what I'm yeah. used to seeing. I'm used to seeing the guys struggle to get time with her. I'm they have to claw each other. Matt James's season of The Bachelor, they were clawing each other to get two minutes with The Bachelor. If they could get. Five minutes with the bachelor, that would be the most unbelievable thing. That would be better than them finding a pot of gold for those women. And now here, yeah, you're right, Joe. It's like, what are you doing? Don't you want to spend time with her? But I guess when you put a bunch of cotton candy machines and teddy bears around the dudes and you you feed them with massaging feet things... They just kind of do that instead, you know. I, I I don't know. It's kind of interesting. It was almost like a like a like a scientific experiment, um, and I, I I guess ultimately they uh, they decided to do that instead of hang out with Michelle. Uh, and then Rick got the one on one. This is kind of this is kind of the scrub episode. We got Martin got the one on one, and then Rick got the one on one. I got nothing on Rick's one on one. You got anything on Rick's one on one? I mean, yeah, I I kind of agree with you. <clears throat> Again, circling back. Just kind of seems like Martin and Rick both are just not contenders at all, yeah. in my opinion. Well, scrub, um, scrub City. So it it was kind of like we were like filling time. It was like you know it was. Uh, I, I'm kind of not finding the right word here, but it was yeah. It was just kind of like a, it was fill fill in time. It was it was you know, it wasn't really like the main event. It felt like it was just kind of like oh, we're just kind of going from A to B, going through the motions and. I feel like Michelle definitely wants to give everybody the benefit of the doubt. And she's here. I mean, she's on TV and she has to make the show because like, there were definitely times where like Martin and Rick, I'm like, really? Like, 
you actually kind of like them? No way. <laughs> like, I, they're, like, really? Like, you like that? Um, I don't know. Maybe she does. I mean, I, I don't know. Maybe she does actually like them. I mean, they're still both here. Um, they both got roses in the end of this episode we just watched tonight. <clears throat> so who knows? But it was interesting, though. I mean, with the background, with the backstory from Rick, uh, he said that he saw his dad, uh, a text on his dad's phone from another woman. I think that's right. Yeah. And then he was saying how uh, he was the one to tell his then mom at the time. Yep. And then his dad went into, I think, depression and maybe some drinking. And then it sounded like ultimately committed suicide. Is I, don't, that... I don't know if it was a suicide. I don't remember. Okay. Uh, but I, I do believe his dad did pass away. Um, yeah. So, yeah, that was that was pretty intense. Yeah. We had to learn a little bit about Rick there um, in terms of his 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 backstory. And, yeah, that's kind of a crazy thing to have happen to you. I kind of do in, enjoy listening to those backstories. Um, you know, if the contestant is comfortable sharing, I've seen a few occasions where it doesn't seem like the contestant is really completely comfortable sharing, but they feel kind of forced to. But I do kind of like learning about this stuff because you just kind of hear just sort of crazy things, you know, crazy life experiences that people go through. And that's kind of one of them from Rick. I remember in Katie's season, um, Katie explained that, you know, her biological father, who she thought was her biological father her whole life, actually wasn't her biological father. And then he passed away. And then her real biological father kind of wanted to start to form a relationship with her. And I just thought it was unbelievable. Um, it's kind of interesting to hear those things. But in terms of Rick, again, dude, I'm sorry. I just, I don't, I don't have anything on the guy. Why was he whispering? He was whispering during the date. Do you remember that? He was acting just the way Rick acts is is just kind of unsettling to me. He was just he was whispering. I actually have a clip. Should I run the clip of, of Rick whispering? Yeah, run the clip. Yeah, this is a clip. I, I, I took this with my cell phone, so excuse the quality. This is Rick on the date. This is him whispering. This is just him and Michelle on the dinner portion of the date. Here is Rick. I mean, I can't even hardly hear what he's saying. And that's not due to the qual. I mean, he was whispering that quietly. I mean, what is the dude doing? Like, why do people behave the way they do on this show? <laughs> it is interesting. Like, they do find some absolute characters for this show. I mean, yeah, I don't know where they find all these people. <clears throat> but, yeah, I, 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 I kind of vaguely do remember the whispering thing. And I was thinking, like, why are you whispering? It's you, her... And a bunch of producers. Right. You whisper. There should be no noise. Right. You whisper when you want to say something to someone, but you don't want the other people around to hear. No other people around. There's no reason to whisper. Makes and, absolutely no sense. And everyone's going to hear it. And everyone's going <laughs> to hear it because it's on national television. <laughs> you have a microphone on. Don't whisper. I don't know. I don't know why that caught me. I just thought it was odd. And then the, the, the episode wraps up with Chris S. Chris S. says, before we go any farther... I just want to say to everybody, um, this was right before the cocktail party or something. Uh, Chris S says, "I wanted to, I want to let everybody know um, that I heard that you guys weren't giving Michelle attention during the group date. I heard that Michelle was ignored during the group date. I want to say that I think that there are a lot of people here who think they have it in the bag, and there are a lot of people here who are not there for the right." reasons right he says that and he says it publicly to everybody which i don't know why he thought 
you know, explaining things publicly like that would be the best way to go about it. But apparently he did. And then when he sat down individually with Michelle, he called out Nate um, specifically. And he mentioned that Nate said, I think what Nate said was he didn't Nate didn't get a one on one. And what Nate said is I'm not bothered by that because I think it's a matter of if not when. I get a one-on-one because I know eventually I am going to get a one-on-one, I think is what Nate said. Um, Chris seemed really off-put by that, and Chris felt the need to tell Michelle that Nate seems to have it in the bag um, is the way that I interpreted that. He's really just taking advantage of the fact that he wasn't at the group date because let's be honest, if he was at the group date, he's just going to be doing the same stuff that everybody else is. You know, It's not like he was going to be any different. Um, thoughts on the way Chris asked kind of publicly called everybody out and then called out Nate specifically to, to close out that date. Yeah. I mean, I agree with what a lot of the other guys said, clearly a desperation play <laughs> by Chris S. I mean, the guy is grasping at straws at that point. Right. Completely. Um, just knew we had to do something big to stand out. And the interesting thing is I think he was talking to Olu and he was asking him kind of like really random questions. He's like, well, what do you think about this or something? And for a very small second, small second in time, I was like, oh, my gosh, he's kind of showing some Luke P signs. And I got so excited. I was like, yes, yes. It's the second coming of Luke P. Well, what, what, we what, might have a villain. This what, season might be saved. What, what did he do that was so Luke P like? Well, he was starting to play some like Jedi mind tricks. I think it was with U- Olu. Yeah, Olu. And he was like basically kind of like playing some mental gymnastics and and that's kind of what Luke P did. That's why he was so good cuz he like you never really knew what he was doing or saying. Yeah. Um and because that's the thing with like a villain like Victoria on Matt season, she's so boring because she said it all out. She's she just so over the top rude. Over the top rude. So what? What was the mental gymnastics and he was performing on Olu? I I think it was very subtle. I think it was like some conversation he had with Olu. They were on like a couch and he was yeah, just saying. I remember that. I, I don't remember exactly what was said, but I remember he was like, "Well, what do you think?" or something. And Olu was like, "Well, this is it." And he was like, "Well, well, what do you think?" Like you know, I mean, he was kind of like, yeah, kind of like throwing it back on him subtly and stuff. And that's the stuff that Luke P used to do all the time, and that's okay. why he was so good. Um, because like. There's like, you know what they say, like, with, like, trolling? It's like, what is it, like, tro- trollers going to troll or something? Or, like, don't feed the troll? I don't know. I think I'm messing up all these these sayings. I'm pretty sure you are, too. I think yeah, I have, conti- too. Continue. But my point is, if, if you're obviously trolling, no one's going to bite. But if you're being, being real subtle about it, yes. then people don't know you're doing it, right. and that's when they bite. Right. And, and, and yeah. what he's probably doing there is he's probably saying, Olu, what do you think about it? Yeah. And then what he's saying is Olu's going to say whatever he's going to say, and then he's going to use that as ammunition. That's what he did. That's right. He did. And, and that's then he's exactly going to use what, that as ammunition yeah. and talk to Michelle about that and say, hey, Michelle, I heard Olu say this, that, and this, and that about it. That's not bad. You're that's exactly not right. bad. That's not a bad and, way to behave. That's yeah. you're right. It's subtle, and it's also and we well we learned that this guy what was his name again? Chris. Chris. He was very far from subtle uh, when he interrupted the date with Nate, which we'll talk about. Um, but yeah, it's not bad to to kind of be subtle ab- ab- about things, and then kind of you know it might not even come back to you. Yeah, that's not a bad play. Yeah, I mean, I mean it's not ethically I, right, but yeah. <laughs> who, who 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 ethically behaves correctly on this show? <laughs> not very many people, no. but. But honestly, though, yeah, and I was, like, 
stoked because I was like, wow, this guy maybe is like it was like he was like Luke P's like son or something. Not not quite as not nearly on the okay, level but of you him. got excited that he was using uh, Olu yeah, for yeah, some ammunition. Yeah, but honestly, though, it, it turned out he was not the mastermind Luke P. And yeah, he faltered real hard. Ended up getting absolutely schooled by Michelle. I mean, wow, that last scene. I mean, he thought he had something. I don't really know what cards he thought he had interrupting the date, but boy, sorry to jump ahead. No, here, let's do it. Let's no, yeah, you're no, boy, you're right to oh, jump man, ahead because he, what the hell is he doing? First of all, here's my first question: What exactly is he upset about, Chris, with Nate? What exactly is he upset about? Why is he so convinced that Nate is the wrong person for Michelle that he feels the need to go and interrupt the date and steal Michelle away from Nate to let him know that, hey, Nate is not the right guy for you? What is his beef with Nate? My understanding of it is that Nate said it's not a matter of when I get a one-on-one. It's, it's, it's not a matter of if I'm sorry. It's it's a matter of when I get a one on one, not a matter of if I get a one on one. What Nate was saying is I'm going to get a one on one at some point. So it didn't happen this time. That's OK. I feel very confident that's going to come at some time. Who cares? What's wrong with that? That's a totally fine thing to say. That's a normal thing to, to, to say. I believe I'm going to get a one on one at some point. That in no way is 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 Nate saying I have this in the back. That's in no way Nate saying the rest of the guys should go home because I got this. It's just him saying, I believe I'm going to get a one-on-one at some point, and I feel confident about that. What's wrong with that? That's what his beef is? Do you understand that? I think we need to kind of get to the root. What is Chris upset about with Nate? Am I right? Is that it? Just Nate saying it's a matter of when and not if? Yeah, I mean, it was, again, he was just totally trying to make something out of nothing just to get airtime, just to stick around, whatever he was trying to do. It didn't end up working um, at all. And, no, I agree with you. I don't think that comment was bad at all from Nate. I mean, and Nate even backed it up. He's like, yeah, I was confident in myself and our relationship because we have good moments together. And Michelle was like, yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> like, she was not mad right. at all. I mean, there's a, there's a famous saying um it's actually or not not famous but i saw a quote once um actually from joe flacco i don't know if you've ever seen that there's a famous saying from joe flacco <laughs> i thought you were gonna i thought you were gonna bring up a winston churchill quote <laughs> there's a famous saying i think joe flacco once said it <laughs> a, you're about to bring a joe flacco quote you're about to get flacco mike i can't wait to hear what this quote is i can't wait to be inspired by this <laughs> what and the quote was, you should always go on the field acting like you're the best player on the field. Sure. No matter what. Sure. Like, no matter what, even even though you know you're not, yeah. you, should always, you should always act like you are. Have the mindset that, you, the are mindset the, that you are the that best. You are the best. Yeah. And that's, I think, the mindset that Nate takes. And honestly, I think that's going to serve him really, really well in this show, which is a competition. Right. It, I, it is. Yeah. Yeah. So. It, it, it is. And if that's all Chris was upset about, then he absolutely deserved to be axed. Maybe there were things we didn't see on camera. I can't speculate on that. But that's the only thing I can think of. Nate in no way did anything wrong by saying it's a matter of when I get a date, not if. There's nothing wrong with saying that. Michelle would not be offended by that. That is not Nate saying I have it in the bag. I don't have to pay attention to Michelle. 
none of that stuff. Chris was so obviously in the wrong here, and then he interrupts the date. As soon as he interrupted the date, I couldn't watch it. I might have been cringy harder than you when he started to interrupt the date, and I'm tired of the guys. I haven't seen this before, where the guys or the girls, if it's a bachelor, they point the finger at the lead. They point the finger at the lead. They say, I'm disappointed in you to the lead. That's what Chris did here. He said, I'm disappointed. I felt like what I said went on deaf ears. I felt like I was played. I felt like you were fake with me, is what he's saying to Michelle. What What is up with this? The guys should not be, unless you really have um, some, like some, there's some like very glaring, very serious thing that the lead did wrong, which Michelle has not done anything wrong to deserve to be talked like that to these guys. Um, they shouldn't be talking to her like that. And anyone who has talked to her uh, has gotten their ass sent home. So, And that's exactly what happened to Chris. He got his ass sent home as soon as he said that. He absolutely deserved it. I have no idea what he thought was going to happen. I have no idea what he thought the best-case scenario was going to be when he's interrupting the date with Nate. Uh, it was, like you said, Joey, it was a Hail Mary move. Nate did nothing wrong. Chris is psycho. And... Michelle made the right decision in sending him home. I got to imagine you agree with me. Yeah, I mean, he looked like he was just like a little kid, like throwing like kind of like a temper tantrum. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> it's honestly did. a he really did. good way to put it. And you're just like, well, no, but like, but, but like, no, no. And then Michelle's like, no, there's no more. I'm done with you. Like I said, she schooled him. She did. Oh, my gosh. I mean, it was like, and he knew it. He knew it yeah. by the look on his face, and he just went silent, and he had no more cards. He, it was like, you're done. Yeah. Like, you are toast. And I think he realized that moment. He was like, yeah, I was trying to make something out of nothing. It was nothing. I'm toast. And then he just accepted his fate right. when he was uh, yeah, sent down the escalator at U.S. Bank Stadium. Yep. So he, he is outski. Chris is outski. I imagine we're going to get a new villain that's going to pop up. We're going to see who that's going to be. Uh, and then the next episode, we got we, we got a little hotter. It, it wasn't Scrub Island. Now we got the heavy hitters, right? We got Joe and Nate got the one-on-ones. Joe went first. Joe did the Twins game. He threw out the first pitch at the Twins game. He went to Michelle's high school and played basketball with her. He opened up by saying that he struggled with some injuries from basketball, um, which led to basketball actually being stripped from him. The most important thing in his life, um, uh, you know, or one of them, uh, was basketball. Um, And the injuries that that he had suffered made it impossible for him to play basketball or pursue basketball as much as he wanted to, which led to a lot of um, anxiety and depression. Um, And Michelle, ultimately, regarding the date with Joe, she said it was perfect. Her words, not mine. Michelle said the date with Joe went perfect. And I got I got to say, Joey, this was one hell of a great date. You know, it's very rare where I see dates where I see them. They, this is like the it, to me, it felt like the opposite of a uh, of a uh, job interview date. It, it, it felt like things flowed very well. It seems like they have a very genuine, good connection. It's good for Joe that he got a date at her high school as well, where she has so many memories associated with that high school. And then, you know, Joe gets to be there with her at that place. It's kind of powerful almost. And then they got to play basketball, the two, the thing that they both love so much. It was a great date. Things went swimmingly for Joe. He's my pick to win. I want to say that right now. Joe is my pick to win. I'm going to call it right now. I believe Joe is going to win The Bachelor. Thoughts? 
on the date or on you thinking Joe's going to win The Bachelor? Uh, on, um, well, I was actually mentioning the date, but yeah, you can you can say both. <laughs> so yeah, I'll talk about the date first. So um, yeah, I agree. I mean, at first, Joe was so quiet, and I'm like, does this guy even like speak up? Like he is really quiet. But then Joe, he really did come out of his shell. And, yeah, I mean, that was a good story, a background story. I mean, you could tell. I mean, it was real. I mean, he started crying, and he's typically really reserved. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I think she really did appreciate that he really did open up. Um, was it perfect? Eh, I don't know if I'd go that far. Um, would he be my pick to win? Eh, I don't know if I'd go that far. Yeah. But – um, to play devil's advocate, I'll I'll go Nate. I, yeah. I think is gonna win. Yeah, I think it's a good pick too. Um, yeah, yeah. But the thing is, so I do have a crazy theory about this date. Okay. Are you ready for this? I I I think I'm ready for this. Yeah. I, I don't I don't know what you got here, but. So they were at Betty Dangers for people listening that didn't know. Betty Dangers is in Northeast Minneapolis. Um, they have like mini putt putts. Obviously, you saw the Ferris wheel. Yeah. So I don't know if you knew this, but recently, actually right around the same time they would have filmed this, I actually went on a date in Betty Dangers. Okay. Okay. So I went on a date at Betty Dangers almost the exact same time they did. I rode the Ferris wheel as well on my date. Oh, okay. I think I see where this is going, and this is beyond a crazy theory, but keep going. I rode the Ferris wheel at Betty Dangers. Almost at the exact same time. His name is Joe. My name is Joe. By the transitive property, I was basically on The Bachelor. Boom! What? Yeah. By the yeah. did you just say yeah. by the did you just say by the transitive property? Yeah. Because you made the you made a really sudden leap there. That you you were on the Ferris wheel at roughly the same time he was. And then you said by the transitive property. So I don't know what that is, but I got to imagine that has nothing to do with anything. You were on the show. You were out of control. You were out of control with your theory. Even for you, that's an out of control theory. I don't know what you're talking about with that. <laughs> um, yeah. No, I mean, I mean, if you, yeah, if, you, if you follow it through. You got your phone out. Are you looking up what the transitive property is? Yeah. So transitive property is if A equals B and B equals C. Then A equals C. Okay, no. God. <laughs> <laughs> All right, you're you're you are you are out of control <laughs> with that theory. Um, but yeah, like like you said, it is kind of cool though that you can kind of see those spots where uh, where you had been recently. But uh, yeah, calm down with the the transitive property. <laughs> Hopefully, that's the last transitive property edit we get in this podcast. But we'll, we'll see what happens. Um, yeah, I thought things went very well. Um, with 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 uh, with with Joe, um, and then I, they went on the group date. Um, I don't really have too many thoughts on the group date that they did at US Bank Stadium. You got any thoughts on that? They were just biting into raw fish. They were throwing a tree trunk. They were arm wrestling each other. It was just kind of America on its knees again. I didn't find it super entertaining. Uh, I think Clayton got the rose. On that one, it was kind of cool though. The after party they had at Simple Mansion, which I work as a wedding DJ, I've DJed at Simple Mansion many, 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 many times. I've been there, so it was really cool for me to see that place being used for the Bachelorette uh, since I've been there so many times. But yeah, uh, Clayton got the rose. I expected Chris to cause all kinds of havoc after the U.S. Bank date, and he didn't talk to her at all. Uh, do you have any thoughts on that group date, that U.S. Bank group date? I got nothing. 
Yeah, I mean, I'm just looking at the time here. We're all, we're we're almost we're coming up on an hour here. I don't think it's worth no. the airwaves really to talk about it very no. very much at all. Besides, yeah, it was cool that they were at U.S. Bank and Semple Mansion, but honestly, beyond that, nothing re- relevant happened. No, no, nothing relevant. Literally, nothing. nobody cares. Okay. Yep. Yep. Uh, Nate had his one-on-one. I think that is worth talking about because he's another big hitter, right? Nate's, you know, I think Nate and Joe are the two big hitters. Um, I I was bothered by the fact that he's got a group date with the friends. And the friends are just drilling Nate about questions that don't have anything to do with them. They're drilling Nate about questions about they're asking him about the drama in the house. They're saying, so, Nate, is anyone here for the wrong reasons? Tell me about some things that you have said that have been misinterpreted by other guys. They have nothing to do with anything. I just kind of feel like these guys struggle for time. Their one on ones should be just a one-on-one you don't bring the, the 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 family uh or the friends or anybody else into it i remember connor b on katie season got a double date with uh caitlin bristow and her fiance whoever that guy was unbelievable I'm, I'm like how are you gonna do connor b like this considering he's been the nicest guy on the show he's been struggling for time and then he gets a double date i was thinking that with nate's date the fact that the good her friends were there but it seemed like the friends were very very uh, approving um of of nate and yeah i mean it, it you know things things went very very well um, ultimately in the dinner date um chris kind of uh tried to take over and interrupt things we talked about that Chris got sent home. Nate got the rose. Um, she did mention uh, there were the fireworks, which I always think are over the top and completely unnecessary, but that's the way The Bachelor definitely rolls. Uh, we did see those fireworks outside of your apartment. That was right after we finished uh, recording a podcast uh, for Bachelor in Paradise, I think. And then uh, she did mention she's falling for Nate. She did say that to the camera. Not to him, but she said it to the camera. She feels like she's falling for Nate. Joey, you said Nate is your pick to win right now. Why do you think Nate is going to be the guy? I think that Nate, I mean, the guy has obviously a lot of confidence. And to be honest, I know I'm already going to instantly backpedal here. I I think it's going to be Joe, but. Wait, what? Yeah, you just said it was gonna be Nate. You thought? Yeah, but I was just playing devil's advocate. <laughs> so you didn't really mean that. So I didn't really mean it. Okay. So your real pick to win is Joe. I th- I think I'll say this. I'm still gonna pick Nate. Why? But I think how, it's gonna be Joe. How do you manage to be so confusing when it comes to your <laughs> pick to win? I ask him his pick to win, and and he gives me like three different people <laughs> within the span of like twenty minutes. This happened on Katie's season. This happened a ton on Matt's season. You couldn't seem to figure out if it was Rachel or Bree for the longest time. So who's your pick to win now? Well, I think it's gonna be Joe. Okay. But I but I'm gonna but I'm gonna say Nate. Because What? What <laughs> is wrong with you? Okay, so you believe it's gonna be Joe. But for the sake of the podcast Correct. and to play devil's advocate and to just go against what I'm saying, Correct. you're going to take Nate. Exactly. Okay. Exactly. Okay. I guess that kind of makes <laughs> sense. I mean, that doesn't make sense, but for you, I guess, and your standards, it kind of does. You know? <laughs> yeah. But circling back to the to Nate's date, I honestly agree with you. These guys, even if you're a front runner, it doesn't really matter. They wait for the moment they get a one-on-one. Time is very precious in the bachelor world and you could see the look on Nate's face when she said oh yeah it's not just us 
Yeah. I know. You uh, could just I, I noticed see that too. Yep. His his face just drop. And I don't blame him. I mean, it's it's tough when you're you want that time. And not only that, then he's just getting grilled by the friends. I know. It's like a double whammy. Yeah, yeah, it is. It's not like the friends were there to like it's not like he got to enjoy the time with Michelle's friends. It was just Michelle's friends drilling him. We're super protective of Michelle. We need to ask these questions to make sure you're a good guy. And if I was Nate, I'd be thinking to myself, well, I don't even know if Michelle's right for me because I haven't spent enough time with her. I need this time now to spend time with Michelle, and then I'll get back to you with these questions. But like I said, the the friends were just asking questions about the drama in the house. It didn't even seem relevant to to Nate um I don't know but yeah I mean there's no doubt about it that Nate is a very very strong contender um I I think that makes uh, I think that makes a lot of sense uh go ahead Joe were you say something yeah and the thing is that's interesting about this date too I agree with you Nate does he seems I mean very clearly one of the top dogs here but it's really interesting so as we know I've mentioned on the podcast before reality Ryan was at Fletcher's that day you were so sadly did not get a cameo i was waiting 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 <laughs> you for thought a cameo. you were gonna be in the background i, I would thought have loved. for sure i was gonna be in the background <laughs> I and i wasn't that. i would have loved <laughs> to see joey just hanging out in the background with your phone just recording everything that's going on <laughs> i would love to see that i yeah. know i was so hopeful the only thing that got a cameo was my apartment. Well, you did mention based on your experience <laughs> there. You said your apartment, your apartment uh, made it on made it onto the screen, or your apartment complex was on the screen. Um, you did mention based on your experience actually seeing things um, live at Fletcher's that the grand majority of what you saw was not even aired. You said that they were playing volleyball for a while. That was never aired. They were doing some other things that was never aired. I mean, it it really kind of sh- goes to show that we are seeing just such a limited, you know, side of what actually happens, right? Is that was that kind of your experience? Yeah, I mean, and I know they've mentioned it on the show before, and I've seen people, especially when they get bad edits, um, post to Instagram and whatnot, saying, well, you guys see very, very little, and they've even thrown out, like, percentages, like 1% yeah. of what was shown, and I thought, that's crazy. No way is it that low. But seriously, 1% is probably pretty accurate. Yeah. Like, I literally saw them film for hours at Fletcher's. I mean, I was there for probably two straight hours, and they were on the dock at Fletcher's, like docking the boat, on the dock. And then, yeah, they played volleyball for like an hour. Like, it was like they were in there with the friends, with Nate, with Michelle, playing volleyball filming the whole thing and they thought like this is going to be in the show i mean it was like an hour long playing volleyball no volleyball none of it was used none of it was even used and the only thing that i actually saw because i saw them when they were on the docks at fletcher's that they actually used the only thing was when the friends um said like goodbye or something they were like on like one like a dock and that was at fletcher's right so i saw that that was it so I mean, you were there for like two hours. I was there and, for two and, hours and, of them filming. And ultimately they used about five seconds yeah, they used of what the, you saw. Exactly. They used yeah. about five seconds and I saw them filming for, for two hours. That's crazy. Yeah. I, I don't I, I find it unbelievable they can even get that cut and produced as quickly as they do, you know, considering how much they don't use. So yeah, that's unreal. Reality Ryan on the case, as usual. 
dun 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 reality ryan on the case that was just the monday night football i know i don't i keep saying that and i I realize you're trying to make a theme song for yourself and you just you just you just basically took the monday night football song (laughs) 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 all right joey let's do a real quick power rankings it is now time for joey's power rankings this is the power rankings um, this kind episode? of for, for this episode. The most confusing part of our show every time. Because it, I swear it changes every time. Joey makes his picks and nobody knows what the hell they actually mean. Um, okay. It's kind of based off the season. So Abigail. It's kind of based off the season. Ladies and gentlemen, it is the newest installment of Joey's power rankings. These are actually your top five best of the season so far. Kind of. What the hell are these halfway? And as usual, there is Joey's power ranking song. Joey, go ahead and explain the power rankings. So the power rankings are who I think is going to win the show and who I think ranks where based on what we have seen to this point. Okay, right. So one, what, so you're going to do one through five. The person you have number one is hypothetically who you believe is going to win the show, correct? Correct. Okay, uh, let's do it. Number five. <laughs> I'm going with... Rodney, a.k.a. Raymond, a.k.a. <laughs> Rodney. Yes, a.k.a. Granny Smith boy. <laughs> a.k.a. Granny Smith. Okay. Yeah, I mean, I think the guy, for some reason, I mean, I just, this guy has no chance of winning at yeah, all. I don't like, think not he even does. remotely. I don't think he does either. But for some reason, this guy just seems like he's going to be around for a while. I don't know. Like, I just kind of get that feeling like this guy is just here for a while i mean he stands out in a weird way like he has like a strong yet subtle personality yeah i don't even know i feel like i just contradicted myself but honestly like yeah i don't know he just got something i feel like he's just gonna be in the running for a while okay uh yeah i'm I'm with you it seems like michelle really enjoyed her date with rodney i had a feeling he was gonna get the final rose he did get the final rose uh i feel like that makes sense i feel like that's a good pick maybe he's somebody who could be a hometown guy potentially go to hometowns like you said don't see him winning i feel like we have a pretty clear team a and team b and he would be in that team b but not a bad pick at number five number four so even though i think this guy is king goober i'm going with brandon Brandon, I know. Yeah, I I, I agree. <laughs> it seems like Michelle likes him, but I'm not totally sure why. First of all, the dude looks like he's 19 years old to me. He looks like a 19 year old to to me, and I I can't. I'm not even gonna try to explain what it is that just rubs me the wrong way with Brandon because I'm not even sure if it's fair for me to have that opinion. He hasn't really done anything, but just kind of looking at the guy and the way he is, something about him just kind of rubs me the wrong way. I'm not even totally sure why. Don't even want to try to to figure out the words to explain why I feel that way. It's just something about him rubs me the wrong way. You called him King Goober. Uh, what, 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 do you, what do you mean? You, you see a lot of Goober out of him? Yeah, I mean... The guy, yeah, he just seems so goobery. I don't know. He just like he he's like not smooth, really, like at all. Um, and yeah, I don't know. But the thing is, I will say this: this pick is coming from a very biased place because Brandon, Brandon, was hyping up Minnesota more than any other contestant by far. I mean, that guy was like, Minnesota! He said, like, two things. He said, like, two things about Minnesota. He's just like, we're going to Minnesota, yeah! And that's all it it took? 
I don't know. I think he said at least two more things than everybody else. Yeah. I think Brandon was really hopping on the Minnesota train. And I don't know if I'd go as far as say he's my boy, but uh, I don't know. One degree away. Okay. You, you contradicted yourself a lot throughout the course of that. First, you Yeah, called there was King, a lot of contradictions. Yeah, you called him King Goober to start, and then by the end of it, you got to the point where you were calling him your boy. So I don't really know what to think about any of that, but that's where Joey sits with Brandon right now at number four. <laughs> uh, number three. Number three, I'm going to go with Clayton. Okay. Um. Yeah, I mean, this guy is smooth. This guy is butter. Yeah, he is. He's pretty much butter at this yeah, point. Yeah, he is. I think Clayton seems like a really cool guy. I think that he, yeah, he he seems like uh, a very nice guy. Um, seems maybe a little bit, it, it really seems like he wants Michelle, too. You know, he really seems to, to desire attention from her. He really seems to care, you know, what she thinks. And he just seems like an all-around good guy you know he seems like the last guy on the show that would ever become a villain in any kind of way to me um just kind of one, one of those good guys so yeah i can't disagree with that pick at, with with clayton and, and michelle seems very intrigued by him so seems like a good pick to me i don't know yeah i mean clayton i agree yeah he just seems like he doesn't like you said doesn't have a mean bone in his body yeah and yeah it seems very nice yeah it's really well spoken um maybe a little boring um at times sure yeah. but um yeah, kind of safe. Yeah, no, I, I I agree with you. I think it's a good pick. Uh, hit me at number two. Number two, I'm gonna go. Have to go with uh, go with Nate. Uh, okay, Nate. Nate is weird though. He he hasn't been flawless. I mean, he's had ups and downs. I mean, obviously he had. The what are his with, What are his downs? I mean, he had the thing with Chris S. Um, which obviously we know what he didn't really do anything wrong because. We kind of dissected that statement. It, he didn't really do anything wrong. No, he did not. He justified it to Michelle. She was totally good with it because why wouldn't she be? Yeah. Um. And honestly, I don't know, though. I mean, Nate definitely kind of showed uh, some insecurities there throughout that whole situation. I guess. How would you not, though? Um. But yeah, I don't know. He just seems like there was definitely at times with... He was on the group date when he was disinterested, when the whole group was disinterested at the pajama party. Yeah. Um, I don't know. He has, let's say this, as far as it being a game, I don't think he's played as flawless as Joe has so far. I will say that. Okay. Because, um, again, Joe is playing the Grippo game. Right. And we can transition. Joe's your number one then, right? Joe is my number one. Okay. And, and and Joe is kind of similar to Grippo in terms of that kind of laid back, more reserved personality that seems to be very, very intriguing to to Michelle. Yeah. Yeah. And it's it's yeah, I think I mean, it, it goes back to people want what they can't have. Right. And oh, boy. I mean, it's it's push and pull. He throws the bobber in the water. He's got Michelle on the hook and then it's pull. Right. It's like it's like then he then he pulls back. And then she wants him so much more, right? I don't really see him pulling back too much, though. Do you? I mean, when is he pulling back, necessarily? He's got more of a reserved personality, but I think it's he's made it pretty clear to Michelle that, you know, he really wants to be with her. And I think he said it was the best date he's ever been on, you know, when he was on the date with her. So I don't really feel like he's doing the push and pull thing like Grippo did. I feel like he's more just kind of got a more laid back kind of reserved, um, you know, personality which isn't as much in your face. Hey, I want to be with you. I want you like some of these other guys are, but I don't really feel like he's doing the whole push and pull game. I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong. I mean, I'll say this. Maybe he isn't intentionally doing it, but I think his personality lends to that. Yeah. Just happening. Yeah. Um, yeah. I agree with that. 
where he's kind of obviously got Michelle very interested. And then maybe it is just his personality being more laid back. But I think in him kind of just being not as in her face, because again, just like what Grippo did and other contestants have done when you, and even like Rachel Kirk kind of even did this too, really masterfully when you are not like, Oh, I love you. Like right out of the gates when you don't immediately kiss them right when you first see them, <clears throat> Martin, you're, you're not writing hashtag wifey the very first day that you meet her, like that one guy did on Michelle's season. Exactly. You remember that? Exactly. And that's the thing. Um, when you don't do that and you just play more like, well, I hope this works out. I'm interested in you. Um, but I, I understand you have more guys. You kind of play it like that. Then the lead's like, oh, my gosh, I really like this person. I can't. They're like thinking maybe it's not them. Like, oh, my gosh. Yeah. So I think it's really going to work in his favor. And, yeah, I mean, at this point, again, at the beginning of Joe's date, he was almost like so reserved that it was like, is this guy really just camera shy or whatnot? I felt like his like even when he was like his his segments, when he was trying to speak, it was just like not he wasn't articulating. Yeah. But he definitely did come to he did articulate much better at dinner. Um, and well, it's got to be tough too yeah. in front of all those cameras yeah. and lights to articulate. Yeah. You're not it, articulating to just Michelle. You're articulating to everybody, and it's just hard not to know that when you see all those cameras and you're not used to having tons of cameras and tons of lights um, all over the place. It's just got to be so different, you know. So it might take a little bit of time for people to be able to articulate themselves in front of the cameras. You know, is my thought. Yeah. No, I agree. And yeah, I think at this point too. It feels like it's his to lose. It kind of feels like it's Joe's game to lose. Yeah. And the thing is, though, I I hope that Nate, um, especially Nate, keeps it interesting, right? Because once once someone gets too far out ahead, where you're like, wow, they're for sure gonna win. Like that's even like kind of what happened with like Rachel Kirkconnell. Like yeah. she was just so far ahead that it gets kind of boring. Um. So I, I'm hoping that um I'm hoping that Nate at least hangs in there. We, we know, um, yeah, I don't know. I hope, I hope we can have some decent people in there to at least, you know, keep it interesting and uh, keep us wondering. Maybe it's not just Joe. Yeah. Uh, I, uh, I don't, I don't know. I think it's going to be a Joe and Nate race to the end. I think it's going to be pretty neck and neck. I don't think we're really going to know for sure who the, 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 the winner is going to be. So I think it could be interesting in that way. I'm just hoping that someone else emerges as a, as a, as a big time villain. Now we got, we, we, we got a new villain that needs to pop up. I'm hoping somebody can, can, uh, can, can provide me with some, some laughs, some decent entertainment and kind of what I'm looking for with this show. But, uh, Joey, nice top five. Uh, with that, we are going to go ahead and wrap up. So everybody have a great rest of your day and we will see you guys uh, next week. See you next time. Drove to the pad and hit the showers. Didn't even get no static from the cowards. Cause just yesterday them booze tried to blast me.